0: This is the official Caps Chirp podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I'm here with that snack, Poly Cupcakes.
1: What's going on, everybody?
0: We've got a great episode for you today. It looks like our stream is messing up a little bit, but uh, hopefully that works itself out. Oh. Um, well, Well, whatever. At least you can hear us. Caps fans, we've got a great guest for you today. We've got Neil Villapiano joining the stream. He's going to be talking about the New Jersey Devils, the Devil State of Mind podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. A really good host, very accomplished in his field, I would say, as being a professional slash amateur author and podcast host. So I think we should just pop some tabs, Paul, and see if we can get in. Do it. One, two three all right neil are we frozen to you my guy i think we are
2: i think uh, yeah you definitely are frozen but uh, i can still hear you guys loud and clear so it's all good
0: okay cool well we're live so i'm gonna see if i can get anything going but we may just have to be kind of just see your beautiful face here. Um,
2: <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate the compliments. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, dude, um, first of all, thanks a lot for uh, coming on the show, of course.
2: Yeah, no problem. Excited to uh, excited to be on here and talk to you guys. It's been a minute.
0: Absolutely. It has. Um, and so, you know, tell us about – I guess we'll just we'll just jump right in. I mean, we want to know about the New Jersey Devils. I mean, I thought that they were kind of going to be the one team that we couldn't sleep on Uh maybe sniffing a playoff spot, but, you know, how has the off season been for you? And now that we're 20 games in, I mean, you got a little of a, give us a, the lowdown.
2: So, yeah, I think uh, in some ways we've kind of surprised some people with the way that we played. we won a couple of games that maybe in years past we wouldn't have won. Like you look at last week, we were down by two goals in Tampa to the lightning and ended up coming back and winning by two goals. So that was kind of one of those wins that you look at and you say, you know, in years past, the Devils wouldn't have made a ferocious comeback like that. But the the one thing that I would say about this Devils team is that they're incredibly resilient. Like, right? they have a lot of resilience. They do not go away easily. They fight um as much as they can to the very last second of the clock. And, uh, you know, we're obviously been dealing with some injuries. Jack Hughes, Miles Wood, a couple other guys. But some other guys have been able to step up here and there. And we won a couple of games. We're trying, you know... We're getting as many points as we really can, and and uh, sometimes it's gone our way, sometimes it's not. I think when you look at this year so far, just 20 games in, almost about a quarter of the way through the season, I think this team has uh, done better than I think even some of us fans uh, expected. And I think that what we just enjoy the most is that this team is competing, and they're finding ways to win games and get points in difficult situations. And if we can keep it up and continue to play this way, with reinforcements coming along the way uh you know and obviously in the name in the form of Jack Hughes to be specific um it puts us in a really good position you know moving forward throughout the rest of the season to continue to compete and try to get a playoff spot in this very very tough metropolitan division
0: yeah well said man i mean so as far as off season acquisitions i don't remember the devils being too active were they i would say they were very much
2: active. I mean, you get the number one, uh, you get the number one free agent on the market in Dougie Hamilton.
1: Oh, uh, that's making,
2: right. They got Dougie Hamilton. They made a major trade with the Colorado Avalanche to get Ryan Graves to pair with Dougie Hamilton. Uh, we signed Tomas Tatar after for some reason he was still available in free agency. Um, we brought in Jimmy Vizi on a professional tryout and he's arguably one of our better bottom six players. I mean, he's the he's second on the team in, uh, in average ice time, second on the team in hits. He's gotten a couple of big time goals, a couple of really good points. He's really found a good home gear. So the Devils were pretty active on, uh, in the offseason, trying to get the defense better, bringing in Jonathan Bernier to be a solid 1B goaltender to Mackenzie Blackwood. And he's, he's honestly been really, really rock solid. I can see why, uh, Detroit was definitely happy to have him and why he was arguably one of the better players on a very, very bad Red Wings team the year before. Uh, but we were very very active with a lot of cap space and a goal in mind to make this team better in all phases of it and uh so far all of these guys that we brought in in one way or another have been major contributors to the success so far just 20 games into the season
0: absolutely so real quick question in in the, the new jersey area where where the devils play are there are a lot of museums
2: are there a lot of museums uh no, a lot of the museums that you see are probably going to be in New York. So I think Dougie ha- Dougie Hamilton <laughs> has to take uh, a lot of trips to New York. I, I knew you. Were- I knew where you were going with that. Li- like when you asked, I was like, I know exactly why he's asking this. Um, I mean, there are. A- there's a couple of good museums in in, uh, in central and south New Jersey. Uh, maybe not so much north, um, but uh, I'm sure Dougie, with the seven year contract and knowing that he's probably going to be here for a while he'll get himself acclimated moving forward and uh getting opportunity to see as many museums as he wants.
1: Absolutely. Is there a uh Sopranos museum?
2: <laughs> Not that I'm aware of. Not that I'm aware of. Uh There probably will be one within the next couple of years. But uh as far as my knowledge, I think there's probably some shrines somewhere. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you got to look really hard. You got to look really hard. Some
0: hidden graves, maybe. <laughs>
2: yeah, that might be the best way to look at it. And uh you can't really talk about the the family business that
1: much. Right. <laughs> well, is that is that a sense of pride that the uh Sopranos are from your your backyard?
2: I mean, there is some there is definitely a sense of pride. I mean, when you, you know, I I can speak as somebody who's been in Jersey my whole life, whenever something like like that happens or, you know, anything good that comes to Jersey, a lot of us are just really proud of it because being a very small state being what people call the armpit of America and in all these different things um you know, it's, it's it, when, when something, you know, when somebody or something from Jersey happens and it's good, it, it really make it really puts a smile on a lot of people's faces. So, you know, when, when you have like the Sopranos or you have, you know, famous athletes that have come through New Jersey, uh, I mean, hell, my own uncle is very well known in New Jersey area as a, prof- you know, when he was a professional athlete. So, I mean, it's, you know, once you're, you know, if you're from Jersey and you, and you make it in the big world. Uh, it means a lot to so many people in this in this state.
1: Yeah, I can relate to that. Coming from small area myself. Um, just one more question on Jersey: Are you more proud of The Sopranos or Jersey Shore? <laughs> why, why would you bring up? Why would you ask this question? Really? Listen, I'm from West Virginia, and we had Buck Wild, yeah. so we had our own version of Jersey Shore.
2: Um, definitely Sopranos. <laughs> definitely Sopranos would be more of my answer. Um, I mean, again, most of the people from the Jersey Shore are not from Jersey. So, yeah, again, it's, true. it's a little bit harder to necessarily be happy that they did this show. Um, it's kind of bad that they brought it back. Um, <laughs> I just hope that it dies and does, and they never do something like that again, but MTV will come up with something else. Uh, but definitely Sopranos would be, something i'm more proud of uh, than jersey shore. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: fair.
0: All right, well enough enough ribbon on You guys can ask this. me about
2: the roundabouts again on the highways <laughs> like
1: you did the last time. We're, no, we're, we're getting we're getting roundabouts up here. Not not okay. quite the same thing you have, but Yeah, right. well that's
0: not that's see the roundabouts that we have are like you you have to go in a circle. But right. the the jug handles are the things that are the hardest yeah. to fucking navigate for me because yep. they go through like fucking neighborhoods. I mean, it's it's you're not allowed to turn left uh, right. or pump your own gas. So it's, it's very shocking <laughs> to me. Very shocking. Um Does it
2: irritate you that you can't pump your own gas in Jersey?
0: No, but it's like when I go to, when I get out of the car.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I look like a fucking tourist. I look like an idiot. 'Cause everybody's looking at you like, dude, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna like fight me? Like they're all like kinda like, What's going on here? They're looking at me like yeah, I'm they, from another planet.
2: They get offended that you want to pump your own gas.
0: Yeah. Exactly. And I'm like, it's oh take, fuck.
2: You're, you're not allowing them to do their to do their job. You're making them lose lose their job.
1: It's like telling your grandparents you're not hungry.
2: <laughs> okay. I don't know you about know, that, but alright.
1: Well, so I do have a hockey question. Um, yeah. You know, you already talked about Jack. Are you thinking um, Luke is going to come out of college and be on the team next year, or um, is that something you and the fan base is keeping an eye on? Um, You know, what do you think about Luke Hughes and how soon Jersey can expect him to leave college and play?
2: I would probably say that he's probably going to – come to this team at the end of his second year. So I look at it like this. Uh, Luke Hughes is, is a tremendously talented defenseman um, who needs a lot of time to continue to develop, particularly his, his uh, defensive side of his game. Uh, he has tremendous offensive capabilities, uh, can quarterback a power play, can really come up as almost like a fourth forward, but he needs to continue to work on his defensive game. And he's definitely improved since he got to Michigan, which is a tremendous uh, college hockey program. Um, and I think that Tom Fitzgerald wants to develop this guy as slow as possible, you know, for positive reasons. And I think getting the opportunity to, uh, sign Jack Hughes to a long-term deal, which is something that we're obviously going to be looking to try to do at the end of this season or at some point this year, you don't want to feel the pressure to try to rush Luke Hughes to the NHL if he's not ready. It took Ty Smith a couple of years to fully get into the NHL until he got into the NHL last year. He he was drafted in 2018. and didn't make his NHL debut until almost three years later. So, because again, we were slowly giving him the chance to develop his game and be a really good overall hockey player by the time he got to NHL. And I think that that's what Tom Fitzgerald wants to do with Luke Hughes. That's what he wants to do with a lot of his prospects. He doesn't want to rush anybody to the, to the show. Um, and he wants to give guys some time. So I would be surprised if Luke Hughes was up with the big club next year. I would say that if he does play in the NHL next year, it would be at the end of his college hockey season, which usually ends uh, with about, I would say, what, like a week or so before the NHL season ends and you get right into the playoffs, um, like Kale McCarr did a couple years back. It could be like that. Um, but I think, the, I think the most likely scenario is that Two years from now, he'll probably get his first opportunity to make it to the NHL. That, that would be the way that I would look at it.
1: Yeah, and that makes sense. I mean, um, <clears throat> the Hughes brothers are all pretty small guys. And Quinn, I think he took three years before he mm-hmm. joined the NHL. Honestly, I think Jack has done well. But in terms of body development, it probably wouldn't have been a bad idea for him to have gone and played a couple years um, mm-hmm. just for – Body maturity, um, yeah. but yeah, if, if I were Luke Hughes, I, I'd be in no rush. I mean, Michigan's got a very bright future, and you know he can mm-hmm. sit there and compete for a national championship while New Jersey, you know, mucks and grinds and develops, and then he can jump in a couple years down the road when right. he, he basically gets to skip a lot of that development and hop in when they're really competitive. And, and,
2: I mean, look, the hope is, is that by the time Luke gets to the NHL, the Devils are are in a position where they can really compete, you know, for a long run in the playoffs and potentially even getting to the Stanley Cup Finals. And I think that that would be good because then the pressure's not really on him because we already have a lot of talent on the back end, even in our farm system with guys that are a little bit closer to the NHL uh, than him. I mean, you're talking about a guy like Kevin Ball, who's six seven, over 200 pounds, and has yet, and you know has played a couple of games in the NHL and is and still waiting to get his first major opportunity. We have a guy like Shakir uh, Mukumadoulin, who's playing over in Russia right now, who's another very tall, lengthy defenseman. Uh, Luke Hughes is not coming to New Jersey to be the savior of this franchise. And yes, Jack Hughes banged on the table for the Devils to draft him because obviously it's his brother, but he's also a very talented player in his own right. And the Devils do not have to rush him and Luke Hughes understands that as well. Like you mentioned, Paulie, he's got a chance to go compete and win a national championship this year with other guys that were drafted with him this past year. Matty yeah. uh Owen Power, they're all playing together. Yeah. So he has a lot that he can still learn to grow as a leader, as a hockey player, develop his size. And, you know, by the time he gets to the NHL, he's much more prepared. And that's really what we want at the end of the day.
1: Absolutely, and not to mention those five first-round draft picks just got swept at home by the Fighting Irish. Um, oh, my
0: God. I uh, just yeah. want to
1: say that there. Probably oh, he,
2: oh, he couldn't help but put that, throw that in there. I
0: oh, know. Yeah. He's got to get his licks in when he can. Uh, yeah, I know. He's very optru- opportunistic, if
1: you would if you well, would like to call it that. It, it's not a shot at Neil, just you know, letting the world no, know. No, I know that. And it's
2: a know.
0: shot at the world. Is Michigan. <laughs>
2: I'm not a, the thing is, like, I'm not a Michigan hockey fan. I mean, I'm not, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's the thing. I, I will cheer on Luke Hughes, and I hope he does well. I'm just, like, you know, Notre, you know, if Notre Dame beats Michigan, it's like, okay. Like, that's awesome. Good good for you, Paulie.
1: Yeah, thanks. So who's your closest <laughs> hockey team there? Is it uh, Providence? No, th- I think the closest hockey
2: team, I would say Division One is probably, like, maybe Princeton. Okay. And
1: that's,
2: mm. like, Princeton, um yeah. thing.
1: Well, who's in um, New York? Um is it something with a C in the Ivy League?
2: Columbia? I don't know if Columbia has a team actually. I, I really don't know. I'd have to look it up. But um I mean we you know, Rutgers does have a team, but they're not they're not uh Division One. They're more they're club hockey, so I mean it's yeah it's not um it's that but like Princeton's like the biggest program that is like in this area,
0: I okay. would say.
2: For hockey for college hockey.
0: Absolutely. And you know you you spoke about you know there's time, there's time, there's time,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: I'm looking at the average age of your roster, and the only one who's not born in the 90s or the 2000s is PK Subban, and then Tomas Tartar is a 1990 himself. So, right? I mean, I mean, even even Hamilton's a 93. Like right. <clears throat> these guys are young as hell, uh, and I mean, right. it's interesting though that. You picked Nico Heushear, or not you, but the Devils picked Nico Heushear right. as their as their captain. I mean, um, is he ready for that? I mean, obviously they mm-hmm. think he is, but what do you think as a fan?
2: That's a really, really good question that I've been asked like numerous times over the last year, especially since the Devils made the decision to name him captain. There is a part of me that thinks that I think this was the right move, and then there's a part of me that says... There might be somebody else in the locker room that I think, um, maybe gets that opportunity, uh, more, maybe deserves that more. Um, it might be just too soon. I don't know. Cause Nico Heisher. everybody has to understand, he's not the biggest vocal person. He's, a, he's more or less a pretty quiet individual. Like he leads by example on the ice. Um, he's obviously, when you think about this generation of Devils hockey, he is, the num- he's the first guy. He's the yeah. number one overall pick in 2017. So you can honestly understand why the Devils went down this route. He's one of the more, uh, he's not the longest tenured devil by any means, but he's one of the more long tenured devils on this team. And, uh, he's been through a lot of the downs, uh, and has been through some of the ups as well and everything like that. And he's grown in his own right. I think that this is more of a decision that he needs to grow into this role and it, re- and it requires him to not only stay healthy, like last year, obviously he, really struggled to stay healthy. Um but not only lead exa- by example on the ice, but lead by example off the ice. Like as much as you know, Nico is what, 21, 22 years of age, um, you know, he's the captain of a bunch of guys that are several years older than he is. I mean Dougie Hamilton's older than him, Damon Severson is older than him. Even Miles Wood is older than him. Um but in many ways the way the devils look at it is that age is just a number and They look at it like, well, we have such a young team. It it may not be a bad idea to have a young captain because then everybody just kind of grows together. Right. Um, But if the Devils hadn't named a captain last year, I honestly would have thought that they would probably choose Dougie Hamilton just because of the fact that, you know, he is their main defensive guy and, you know, the Devils obviously. They, they usually give the captaincy, if you look at their history, to defend, to defensemen. Scott Stevens, uh, you know, Andy Green, Bryce Salvador. Right. Guys like that have been the captains of this team. Um, but it's all about guys being willing to take on that responsibility. And that's the thing that I'm happy about with Nico, that he said he wanted to take on this responsibility, that he wanted to grow as a leader. He wanted to grow as a person and being the captain of this team means a lot to him and he understands that he has a lot of responsibility with this very young core. So I think overall, I'm pretty happy with the fact that he's captain. I think he's earned the right in many ways. I just think he needs a little bit more time to grow into it. And I think adding some of the veteran players that we've had, like Tatar, um, Dougie Hamilton, Bernier, just guys like that, I think will help uh, Nico continue to grow into that role.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Um, something that doesn't need growing is DraftKings Sportsbook. The NHL season is underway, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game, and, a, and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deflection, however they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available yet in your state, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot of millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 in any NHL game and win 100 and free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you. A big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, and or PA only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See so DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, sorry, Neil. I had, to, I had to pump that in there real quick. You know how we, hey, you know no, how I the understand. contracts all, are.
2: Hey, look. We all got to do it. We all got to <laughs> do it at the end of the day. It's all
0: good. Yeah. and uh, it, So... You know, the whole mid-roll thing is actually a lot more fun, I think, than the the beginning, for sure. I agree. Uh,
2: I think it it actually, in many ways, has... um, It's for more creativity. It's just trying to figure out where it fits perfectly into the whole whole episode. So, I get it.
1: (laughs) Well, and plus, you know, you've got people that will uh, drop from the live live stream if we're Mm -hmm. talking about it at the beginning. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, this way we've got them captivated and they want to stick around. (laughs)
0: Of
2: course, yeah. of course. Yeah. you got to you got to keep the people interested the whole time man.
0: Exactly, yeah. exactly. So what's your thoughts on the PK Su slew footing, slew foot gate? Oh, if God. you if you oh, uh, so I is everyone, is
2: everyone wants everyone wants my opinion of this. Yeah, of course. Like a, you guys like a fifth pe- fifth uh, person to ask me. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I guess we're not very original on this, yeah, but, no, I, I no, but I definitely want to know.
2: <laughs> no, but like I prepare for these type of questions. Like I know that like I'm gonna get these questions asked. Right. Um, here's the thing. The, first of all, I'm not surprised. PK's been doing stuff like this like throughout his entire career. You can ask any Canadians fan or any uh, Predators fan if you've yeah. seen this before. He plays um, on the
0: edge, physically.
2: The only the only difference this year is that this has happened several times in quick succession. Like you look at the preseason he did at the Ryan Reeves. During this, you know, so far this season, he did it to Milan Lucic, Trevor Zegras. He did it to someone else. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, he did it to uh, Sammy Blay. Um, yeah. So he's done it a handful of times. I am surprised the NHL has not suspended him at all. They've only fined him. I feel like at this point it's like, well, I mean, he hasn't done it recently, which, you know, knock on wood, I really <laughs> hope that this is the last of that crap. Um <laughs> But it is frustrating because when you look at pK offensively, he's actually done pretty well um this season defensively, he's just a complete liability like he just does not play defense like he's better off just being another forward on this team because it just it, it, it doesn't make sense. whether it's the system, whether it's the players that he's playing with, he just doesn't play well with this team defensively and I think that that's the whole thing but the slew funny thing. I know Lindy Ruff has talked to him about it. It, It's gotta stop because he does, like you said, he plays on the edge and, uh, he pisses off a lot of people. He's pissed off Ryan Reeves to the point where they, where Reeves basically said the next time that they play, it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. (laughs) So, I'm looking forward to that. Um, but it is pretty damn frustrating. And, uh, it it does make me feel a little bit better knowing that at the end of this year, his nine million dollar contract comes off the books and we don't have to necessarily bring him back if we don't want to. And, uh, that makes me feel good.
0: Wow. I mean, so I you are, him. you're not a Suban. You're not on Su- Team Man, is what I'm hearing.
2: I love Suban's personality. I love his interactions on social media. Um, I've actually talked to him a couple of times. He's a pretty good, he's a pretty cool dude, honestly. Nice. It's just the fact that, like, the way he, I feel like the game has passed him by in many ways. Like, he's just not the same player that he once was. And, um, I wouldn't be opposed. To bring him back, I just wouldn't give him nine million dollars. I'd give him like two. If, you know, two million dollars, like I wouldn't give him what, and I think he knows that. I think he knows that. Um, and it's a matter of just, you know, we have him in the locker room to help out the young kids with his personality, getting them to come out of their shell a little bit more. Um, and he just brings a lot of fun to the team. Like when the Devils win, he's constantly the one hyping it up. He's one, the one constantly getting the guys going, uh, which is good. Um, it's just from a performance standpoint, he just doesn't play defense. And, and I'm, and I, and that's the thing that frustrates me the most.
0: Fair enough. I mean, Polly, Polly and I like the guy. uh, but I, I can tell you, you know, it is weird how, how big of a drop off I feel we've seen from him. And I don't, I don't I know what it is. That's why
2: was so keen on moving him a couple years ago. I think it just shows you. I think they knew it was coming.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think earlier in his career, he obviously was better on the defensive end, but he's he's always been a bit of a, a risk taker, making those mm-hmm. those risky pinches, and he used to be able to make up for that. And I, I just don't yeah. think he has the the speed and the energy to do that anymore.
2: Right. Well, that comes with age. I mean, that comes with age. That comes with the NHL game has changed. There's a lot. There's a lot more forwards in this league that are incredibly fast, and you know he's having trouble keeping up with that. And I think he, and I think he recognized that in a way. And he's trying. And I'm sure he's been trying to go out there and do the best that he can. But he still, he still does those pinches, Paulie. He still does that a lot. He takes a lot of risks. He comes way up in the play when sometimes he's better off just staying back. And not allowing odd man rushes going the other way. I mean, just tonight, because um, currently the Devils are playing the Flyers, Devils were on the power play, and all of a sudden the Flyers get a shorthanded opportunity going the other way. PK Subban did very little to stop the guy from getting an opportunity. He goes to his back end and he scores a short goal, and Subban didn't really put up much of an effort to make a play. And it was just kind of one that was just another example of like, he's. He's a step slow, and he doesn't do the things that are necessary as a defenseman. And I think that a lot of it has to do with age, the way the game is played now. And I think his skills have just declined. That's really just what I've seen over the last couple of years.
0: Absolutely. Well, interesting stuff. I mean, it's it'll be interesting to see because this is a, technically a contract year for him. Um, you would think that he'd be firing on all cylinders. You know, maybe he's going to take a different step. Maybe he's going to go into the... The broadcasting, which I think he'd be an incredible broadcaster. I mean, or he would
1: be awesome, he or was, he something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, we should
1: put him on uh, the TNT panel instead of talking. Oh yeah, talking.
2: We want to put him next to Biz and see what happens. I think
0: it'd
1: be great.
2: The amount of banter between those two would be absolutely insane. I would um, love watching. I would love that.
1: And I bet he would have some grade A chirps for Gretzky. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And Gretzky, oh, would yeah. he wouldn't even have a response. He'd just right. have to, like, laugh. Right. Like, oh, that's shit. What
2: I, that's what I love about it now. Yeah, Gretzky just usually doesn't respond. He just starts laughing because he's just like, these these guys are really good at the, the
1: chirps. I don't really know how to respond. Right. Yeah. 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 Like, back when Gretzky was playing, he was probably like, dude, I have 120 points. <laughs> Shut up. Like, that's, that's all Gretzky needed. He didn't need chirps.
2: We're up. We're up eight to nothing in this in the second period. I don't need to say any. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> um, so, but moving on. I mean, speaking yeah. of your defenseman, you do have an ex-cap there in Jonas Siegenthaler, who yes. I thought was quite a capable defenseman. Maybe mm-hmm. a, a middle pair guy uh, mm-hmm. for sure. I'm not sure how he's being deployed, and I was hoping that you could tell us. But what's your thoughts on on Jonas, man? I mean, we loved him when he was here in DC.
2: Well, I can see why. And I remember I reached out to you guys about Siegen Dollar when the Devils made the trade because I, I I didn't know very much about him and and you know, from you guys and some other capitals fans, they said that, you know, he's just a very solid defenseman who in many ways just because of guys like Chara last year, right. he just wasn't able to get a lot of playing time. And so yeah. the Devils saw it as an opportunity to get a guy to come to New Jersey where he would get a lot more playing time. And right mm-hmm. now, He's currently on the third uh, pairing uh, with PK, actually. And, okay. and surprisingly enough, statistically speaking, they've been one of the better defensive pairings uh, in the league, which is kind of like a really funny thing that both of them have seemed to work very, very well together. I like Siegenthaler. He's, he's a big-body guy who is not afraid to, you know, get physical when he needs to. He's very, very calm with the puck. He does it you know, he's not skittish. Um He's just very, very solid. I've liked him so far. Get, he's really good at setting up guys. That's his biggest biggest asset I've seen. He's yeah. gotten a lot of assists so far this year. He's really good at just being able to find guys in really good positions to get shots on goal and obviously score a lot. So that's one of the things that I really like about him. And also just having another Swiss guy on the team along with Nico, I think, helps uh, sure. in many ways. You know, Another guy in the league that is from the same country and they understand each other and everything. It's good. And I like seeing it. So I can I can understand why the Capitals like them uh, because he's been a solid defenseman so far here in New Jersey. I don't know if he's going to be one of those long-tenured defensemen on our team because we do have some young guys in our system. But I do like the way Siegenthal plays the game. Very calm, very cool, collected. He'll get you some points here and there. And his plus-minus is not bad. I mean, again, he's playing on the third pairing, but still very, very solid, dependable guy. And Lindy Ruff... Said nothing but positive things about him. And same thing with Tom Fitzgerald. They, they've loved him since they got him, which is, uh, which definitely is a good thing. So he's been really, really good, uh, with us. And I, I think it's interesting how, and I think I found this out during the Devils Capitals preseason game to start the preseason that, um, for a long time, he went by Jonas Siegenthaler and now he says it's Jonas Siegenthaler, which I thought was kind of an interesting, um, change. Interesting. That was kind of the thing I didn't realize he changed that.
0: Yeah, so we we always called him Yo—I mean Jonas—but I mean, Jonas, but I, mean the, I guess the American pronoun- pr- pronunciation of it is Jonas. But
1: yeah, pulling the classic uh, Americanization of it. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that's the thing. We have another guy
2: on the team, uh, Andreas Johnson. Well, I th- when they first got him, I thought it was Andreas Johnson. I said Johnson for a long time, and then this year we found out no, he wants to be called Andreas Johnson, which is very weird to say. Because you look at his name and you say, and you immediately think like European, right? Like Johnson, like that—that's what you think. But it—he wants to be called Andreas Johnson, which just sounds a lot stranger. And same thing with Siegenthaler, but not as much. So yeah.
0: And you know, interesting fact is he's half Thai. Um, So that's what I think
2: is really cool about him. Like that he's half Thai. I think like that whole combination is like a very cool. Is very cool to me.
0: Yeah, he's Swiss and half Thai. Very, very interesting stuff. So he's one of the. I think he's pro. He's got to be like the first Thai player in the NHL. I think that's what what was uh, or of Thai descent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, like you said, we we liked Siegenthaler because he was a dependable kind of lunch pail defenseman. Right? He wasn't going to awe you with any of his flashy offensive capabilities. He's not right. overly physical, though. He does play that role. You know, he's he bangs, but he's not like. He's no Scott Stevens. We'll give him that, right. um, and he's he's that lanky, tall uh, defenseman that is just so hard to get around. You know, um, I mean, yeah. I can speak and Polly. I know you. Like, we always complain about those lanky, tall defensemen because they're they're so hard to get around. Yeah, I mean, even if you beat them, they they've got the stick. Right. Just, the trail mm-hmm. check is just too much. Right. I mean, yeah. it's it's yeah. brutal. But um,
2: he's also like very. Um, disciplined as well, like he just doesn't take penalties. Like he will, right. you know, like he's typical and everything, but he doesn't take penalties. So that also means that he's a very smart hockey player. Like mm-hmm. he's just, I think overall they just wanted to get a a defenseman in gear that was very very calm, very you know you know solid on the back end. And, and so far, siegenthaler has been that way. I and I think well, we we gave up a second round pick. I think for him, yeah, I don't remember exact. It was I like a so. mid round pick, I believe.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I think that's a good return for somebody who's going to be proven and, and able to jump into the lineup. And, you know, that's a guy that I feel like you could place on any of your pairings. And I, that's how the mm-hmm. Caps deployed him. They were like, okay, well, you can move. On. It, and, like you said, it was really hard for him to fit because of how mm-hmm. stacked the Caps are. And when they had Chara, it really just kind of screwed him, which I would felt so
2: but- would, 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 would Do you think he would be in. in- Would he be more of a starter now, like this season, considering the changes that Washington made?
0: I think no, because Martin Faviari has really come in and lit it up. Uh, And that would be the spot where they would change him out. Um, Right. He would be the guy that would go in and out. Um,
2: Right. So it was was the right decision overall to give him an opportunity somewhere else?
0: For for both clubs and the player, yes. I think so. You know, there just wasn't room. Uh, on, right. on the Caps roster form Which happens You yeah. know this is, yeah. It's hockey It's business um, yeah, I mean,
1: You just gotta find The right fit You know Right <clears throat> All these guys yeah. Can play really right. good hockey Yeah It's just yeah. about Finding what works together I think If he was still With the team Coming in He may have Gotten the opportunity To mm-hmm. be on that top pair But February Would have outperformed him. I think
0: Yeah I think he would Ultimately he lost the spot
1: Yeah um,
0: Yep and that's not an indictment on him by any means, but on Siegs by any means. But like, you know, with we've got we've got guys that we've been been pruning for the position for a long time, right? Um, and you know, Siegs is one of them. But he was more of a bargaining chip. He was ready, uh, you know. I mean, right. shit, he's already had a few years in in the in the league at this point. So, uh, and right. and like you said, unfortunately, I do see him probably moving uh, quite a bit in his career and and that's probably more of a positive for him because he could I feel like that's a defenseman that could literally go to any team and right. dress every night.
2: Of course, yeah, he's so. a very solid player and like I said, he fits in well with the team that we have now because we have a lot of young guys in our system that are still developing yeah. and this gives him an opportunity to play a lot of minutes and play in the NHL and help contribute to a winning cause. And that's right. really what he's here for. He's done a very very solid job so far.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, definitely here and now talent. That's for sure. And, mm-hmm. and then, you know, the last question, you know, I kind of chirped you a little bit when this happened, but Lindy Roth, man, what, what's your, what's, yeah. you know, the, he, yeah. he, he's like the godfather, right? You know, they, he keeps trying to get out, but they keep pulling him back in and he somehow right. continually lands these fucking jobs. And I, I don't, I just, you know, he was such a figurehead in Buffalo and then, you know, you almost thought, Okay, well, he's gonna take something else and then maybe like fade away but now he's got right. he's landed a head coach position there within in New Jersey. Do you think that, you know, kinda like Jonas or Jonas, um, is he going to be is he an interim coach? Is he a development coach? Is he the guy that okay, you say goodbye to once his contract goes up and when you guys are really ready to push for right. a cup? You bring in somebody who's a little bit more, uh, I don't know, name recognition.
2: That's a really good question, and I've thought about this a lot. And I would say that the Devils hired Lindy Ruff to develop this team to the point that when they get to the to the situation where okay, now it's time to get in the playoffs and do something, that the Devils instead of firing Ruff would let him play out his contract and then go find someone else. So, like that's basically the way I look. I would, I said to a lot of people when the Devils hired him that he was a placeholder in many ways. He was a placeholder for the next couple of years as we developed as a team. And the way that Lindy Ruff wants to play is, is perfectly, it's perfectly solid with the way that the team is constructed right now. He wants them to be fast. He wants them to be, you know, averaging 35, 40 shots a game. And we're doing that for the most part. And he wants, you know, Fitzgerald told Ruff the main objective is to simply develop these young talented forwards that we have and just talent in general and take them to the next step and then go from there. I don't know where, you know, me personally that I think that the devil's best bet is that, you know, if they do have to get a new head coach that they would have to get somebody who's a little bit more modernistic, somebody who has a system more built for the game, the way the game is played now. Cause I think sometimes Lindy Ruff's system, uh, you know, isn't always suitable for the way that the NHL is played nowadays. But like you said, you know, he is the godfather in many ways. Um, <laughs> we all, we all love rough. We, we all like Lindy. I mean, th- nobody really dislikes him. We all like what he's done so far and we understand why he's here. And I think now you're starting to see the rest of the league go, okay, you know what? That actually wasn't that crazy of a hire. Cause right. I understood why people, you know, went like, wait, Lindy Ruff, we're hiring Lindy Ruff as our head coach when there were opportunities to get a guy like, you know, Gerard Gallant or right, Peter right. Laviolette, you know, guys like that. But the Devils went this way. And I mean, look, I'm not knocking Peter Laviolette. I think he's a phenomenal coach. He's won several cups. I just think that Peter Laviolette makes more sense for a team like the Capitals because they're more of a team that's in the win now mode. Sure. And I don't think LaVouillette is a win now type of coach. I don't think Gerard Gallant is a win, is a, um, you know, development coach. I think he's a win now coach. Like you see what he's done in Vegas. You saw, you're seeing what he's doing to an extent in New York right now. It's, you're not waiting around to, you know, a couple of years to develop. He wants these guys to be ready to go now. So with Lindy Ruff, I think he looks at this part of his career and says, I understand now. I understand what my position is and why I want to, um, and why I want to take this job, and I want to develop this team. Whether or not he's here long term to see this whole thing through, we shall see. But I think at the end of the day, he probably is a placeholder. I don't know if the Devils would hire within the organization. I don't know if they would go out and get a name that people know. Right. Um, it's more of just. I'm trying not to think about that now. I try to think of the now and like let's focus on what we have now and let's try to win now with the team that we have and go from there. Um, but I think that uh, so far, I think Lindy Ruff has done as good a job as anybody can do with the team that we have right now. And I think he's learning to adapt to the players that he has, to the team that he has. He's a very, he could be a very, very mild person, but he can also like behind the scenes a lot we've heard. He's very, very vocal with his team. He, sure. He he's he demands a lot, but he also respects these players. He's not like John Tortorella or somebody like that that really gets in your face and like really like calls out your manhood, so to speak. Like he <laughs> he understands you have to kind of baby to an extent these players, but you also have to demand a lot from them because they're all getting major roles on this team. So I think that's really what it is. But I've liked Lindy Ruck so far. I really can't complain. Um, and, and I'm hoping that he continues to help us move forward and, uh, you know, can really help us get to where we want to ultimately be. And that's be a team that's good enough to potentially compete and win a Stanley Cup. I think that's, uh, that's really our end goal at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And I mean, I, I think you're, you're right on there. And, and let's take, I mean, if you, if you zoom out here, the Devils had all of their success in the Brodeur years, uh, and right. then, you know, the, with the Niedermeyers and, and and them, right? That when yep. when they were a trap team, you know, dump and chase, yep. bang in the boards, play a quote unquote incredibly boring brand of hockey. I think that the Devils team today is a far departure from that entire yep. uh, aspect of their history, uh, mm-hmm. and and I think Lindy's, you know, and granted when when lindy was in his prime in buffalo i mean those were high flying teams those were those right. were you know so back in the day he was a bit ahead of his time and now right. he's he's somewhat you know developed into this but like you know i think that um i mean are you happy to see that the i mean i don't even know if that's even a thing that'll work anymore is the the dump and chase trap i mean that's what right. teams do when they're, when they're up by three and they're going to turtle for the half of the period. I mean, Barry Trotz right. was famous for doing the turtle, but like, I, I don't know. I mean, what I, I mean, I love seeing, I love the progression that New Jersey has done as far as mm-hmm. becoming quote unquote more modern hockey. Um, right. but I mean, as as a fan who's close to it and has seen that because it almost seemed like it was like one year they were just like, Alright, fuck this shit. We're we're gonna play we're gonna play fast now. And we're gonna right. and we're gonna take chances up up the middle and things like that. I mean right. what what's it been like for you?
2: I would say that I've been I've been happy so far with the way that we're playing. Um, you know, I'm the type of person that looks at it and says, Yes, the the neutral zone trap and everything was great when it, when it made sense to play that way, it's not. That's just not how the NHL game is now. We had John Hines for many years who wanted to play a defensive, conservative game where we would only win games like one nothing, two to one, three to two. And I would say, and I and I was always saying that we had such solid goaltending and defense not too long ago, but we just never had the scoring. Now we're on the opposite side where we're we're trying to rebuild this team from the back end. We're trying to get the defense better. We're trying to get the goaltending solid so that it can stay on put with our offense that now we're able to score three, four goals a game. So I think Lindy Ruff understands that, and I think the way his system is makes more sense for this team. And I like the fact that this team is all about speed, is all about crashing the net. It's all about scoring as much as possible because you got to score goals to win hockey games like you do in any other sport. you got to score points. (laughs) This is exactly how you know, this this has to be played. So I think that I've been very, very uh, pleased so far. There's been times where it's been frustrating. There's been times where I've, I've been critical of Lindy Ruff, but I also try to give him the benefit of the doubt to say, look, this team is growing, this team is learning, and I think we have to give him more of a leeway. But this year, there's a little bit more pressure because Fitzgerald said he wanted this team to be competing in March and April time, which is competing for a playoff spot. I'm not saying that that was our expectation going into the season, but we want to be competing like we're doing now. We want to be competing when we get to games 75, 76, 77, 78 at the end of the year. We're giving ourselves at least an opportunity to potentially get into the playoffs. I can understand why people say we're maybe one year away, and I get that, um, but obviously also potentially getting to a playoff spot this year I think would be massive for the rebuild. Because this isn't like seventeen eighteen where we just accidentally, you know, had a good season and made the playoffs and did all that. I think that this is more of a uh this is more of a legit rebuild and I'm looking forward to Lindy Ruff continuing to help this team grow and develop and getting us to the to the to the promised land that we all want to get to, which is ultimately being good enough to go and compete for a Stanley Cup.
0: Good shit. Good shit. Yeah, and I mean like I said, I don't think you can, and Polly, correct me if I'm wrong, what do you think? But I don't think that you can sleep on any team, in the Metro, first of all. I mean, look at Columbus, who's just really performing, you know, punching above their weight, I believe. But then had you have- aid,
2: by the way, who's on IR.
0: So. Yeah, right. And on top of that, you know, you have New Jersey, which we have met New Jersey, uh, early in the season on the 21st of October. We won right. four to one. Um, but, you know, it, that's early in the season. We'll give them a pass. We meet next, uh, January 2nd, uh, and that's going to be at home in DC. I just, you know, w- when it comes to that matchup, I mean, what, what are you hoping? Like, so going into this, just January 2nd matchup, um, are the Devils above 500 and, and what are you, what are you seeing in an ideal world? I mean, not too crazy. I mean, in real yeah. ideal.
2: <laughs> no, no, I I understand. I think that it's tough to say because, again, we're still waiting to see when Jack Hughes comes back. And Lindy Ruff said that he's pretty damn close to getting back on the ice, which is great. Yeah. Um, we we want to see him playing. Everybody wants to see him play. Because this man, this kid has not had a full season in the NHL yet. Like, he right. just hasn't. He just has not gotten a break since he got into the league. And he was off to such a tear to start this year. We all saw that he was ready to fully break out. Um, I look at it this way. I think if the team continues to play the way that they have played in some games where they're competitive and they're, they're resilient, I think that they will continue to be in a position where they're usually fifth or sixth place in the Metro and they're still giving themselves an opportunity to maybe sneak in as a wild card team. That's where I honestly see this team being. And you have to remember also this. By the time we play next, It'll be about a month before um the Olympics. So that right. would be another factor in all of this. It'll be another factor in how teams play and everything like that. And obviously, you know, we're talking in late no you know, we're talking in uh late November, early December, and we're talking the next time we face off against one another isn't until early January. We'll be done playing the Flyers this entire season by the time we face off against the Capitals again. Um but both teams the Devils will be a much different team than they were on October twenty first. They're already oh, yeah, a much different that. team. And that's what I think you're gonna see. And if the Capitals are struggling against teams with speed, they're gonna struggle against this Devils team because that this team lives and dies by being as fast as possible and creating as many opportunities as they can, particularly in the offensive
1: zone. You know, I <clears throat> I noticed that in the in the first game, just how fast they were. Yeah. I mean even though If I remember correctly, the Capitals kind of controlled the game. Uh, New Jersey created so many opportunities just because they could get the puck and go. I felt like this was
0: one of those – so up to this point, you know, we probably have like five games under our belt at this point. Um, Right. And we're going into like our sixth seventh game against New Jersey. And up to this point, um, the Caps were not giving up a lot of odd man rushes, but I feel like when we walked when when we walked in New Jersey, that was the kind of an eye opening experience. Yeah, we won. We 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 controlled the game on the scoreboard and and in play. But yeah. um, to see those those kind of um, sporadic jumps on us was a little bit of a new mm-hmm. thing for us at this point in the season, and I was like, Oh shit, like okay. And so, you know, I never uh, – again, you know, you can't sleep on any Metro Division opponent, but, you know, I think New Jersey is, right. is definitely one of those ones that's – you're going you're gonna to take down teams – who are leading the division, who are in playoff spots right. within the Metropolitan Division. I know that for sure. It, it may not be right. the majority, but one, two, three. You know, I'd love it. I'd, I would love to see, you know, New Jersey come up and, and knock the Penguins out of a playoff spot. So so I definitely wish you luck in that in that aspect.
2: <laughs> well, We will do our we will do our best. We'll, we'll do it just for you two guys.
0: <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank we you. Appreciate it. Yes, um,
1: of course, of course.
0: Paul, you got any more questions for Neil before we go before we uh, on? Just
1: one more. Are you, uh... <laughs> oh, God. Are you going to buy a, a Jersey jersey?
0: Oh, fuck, yeah. The, the Jersey... <laughs> yes. I know you... I, you know, I, I love... Was,
2: I, yeah. See, I, was, I was surprised that at this point you guys hadn't asked about it, and then I was like, am I going to get away with this? And then, and then, <laughs> then Polly goes, oh, I guess i still going to ask the question. I actually...
1: I like them.
0: <laughs> I think they look... I, well, I, I, I like the blacked out. I like how they look. But...
2: I like how everybody else in the league is like, I like them. And the fan base in New Jersey is like, we don't like them. So I guess maybe I'm supposed to like them. I don't I mean, look, here's the thing. Devils fans have been begging for a black Jersey for so long um, that I just felt like at times they were pressuring the devils unnecessarily to do it and <laughs> rushing them to do it. And I think that was the problem with this. And the fact that we let, our greatest player and arguably the greatest goaltender to ever play the position be in charge of designing it was probably not the smartest move, <laughs> which is even the, um, ch-
0: that's the cherry on top is a brodeur right, exactly. was, was head manning the whole design. Here. Uh, God. Oh, yeah,
2: God. It was like, once I found that out, once I, I was like, well, this just like definitely just hurts the devil's, um, you know, <laughs> reputation right there. That just could that's just making it worse. But I think the fact the, 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 I think the problem is simply this there was so much potential with what the, what they could do with the black jersey with the devils that when it came out and we looked at it it just didn't look like the way that we were hoping we had seen so many people on social media graphic designers make their own and we sure. all were salivating at the possibilities and everything but then we had to remember this is Adidas and we do know that Adidas sometimes doesn't always make the best And also I keep pointing this out to people and nobody remembers it that the organizations themselves have to also put in money to make these designs. It's not like, you know, so if the devil's ownership didn't put a lot of money into this, which it clearly looks like they didn't, (laughs) this is the result you're going to get. So I get the whole, like, let's honor the past, but we're honoring hockey teams that weren't even professional hockey teams in New Jersey. So I kind of am like, you know, I would have rather they instead – you know, the thing is like it says Jersey on the front, which just makes it look even worse. Because I get it. We're honoring Jersey. Awesome. But you should have put New Jersey. That would have been fine. But the fact that you just kept it and it said Jersey, it's like great. We now know what you guys gave us. You gave us a New Jersey. <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> now, we sell hats that literally just say the word hat. I yeah, know. I th- you gonna Are you going to get one?
0: Are you – are you gonna get any score. of this swag? That's what I wanna know.
2: Probably. I, you know what? I might as well just give it away. Right? I'm almost at a hundred, I'm almost at a thousand followers on Twitter. I might as well give one of these away, right? <laughs> yeah. just, holy. I mean, it was just like, that's how, like, our social media team knew that these jerseys were not good, so they ran with this. They ran with like, okay, nobody likes these. Now we're gonna screw with people. So now, we're selling online, hats. It literally just says in cursive writing hat. So now I'm waiting for like things like we're gonna get socks that literally just say socks on it. We're gonna get pants that say pants on. It. Like this is like this is not gonna end. And look, I still wanna see what they look like on December eighth when we play the Flyers. That's the first time we're gonna see them on the ice. Yeah. so I'm curious to know how they look like when we actually play with them. But just looking at them, I don't hate them, but I don't love them either. Um, there's just so many things that went wrong with it, and the backlash and everything like that, like you guys are laughing because this is funny, like it's, <laughs> <laughs> like you know what I'm saying like, and yes, we ripped off the Blackhawks we just call it like it is. We did rip off the blackhawks i'm I'll be the first one to say that. I talked to uh Zach from wCB podcast mm-hmm. we ripped them off i we we agreed and it, it was a rip off,
0: but I mean, who um, the fuck I mean all right, let's be honest, who the fuck has a goddamn a uh, patent or, or a trademark on an all black jersey. Let's, come on. Yes. I
1: get. All black, white stripes.
0: Right. I mean, I get it. Right. I get it. Because yes, that is back in the day, back in the original six times. I mean, that was one of, sh- that was Chicago's like first jersey. The black, they're all black. Um, right. and I get it. And you know, black hawks and all that. It makes sense, but they don't own that shit. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, really. I see the similarities, but I don't think I, I'm just more about the, ironic nature of having jersey on a fucking jersey and then i love how the players clap back at all the haters and just own it i mean that was the best thing they could have done is yeah. come out with well, the hats he, he that say hats the hat.
2: first one that was like dude i love these these are s-. and then we had a video we posted a video of literally just jack Hughes's voice in the background saying oh that looks sick and I'm like really that's how we have to do this. And like, it was funny watching Dougie Hamilton talk about it. And granted, Dougie's usually a pretty quiet guy in general. Right. Like, but like, it seemed like to me that he was like forced to be like, yeah, I mean, I really like it. And somebody like in the <laughs> comments was like, all right, somebody show the gun that's being pointed his head right <laughs> now. So we can know that he's definitely not being honest about this. Like the only person I think legitimately likes these on the team is PK. I think he's the only one. Fair and enough. I, like, and he gets his own shoe. He gets his own Adidas shoe with his logo on it which looks really nice.
0: Yeah. Um and but PK is a guy that is, can pull off anything.
2: Right. And the sad thing is the shoes that the devils had shown are way better than the damn jersey itself, which is telling you a lot.
1: So <laughs> you know, if they But
2: It's already sold out. That's the only thing. The jersey that we have is already sold out. So, <laughs> what does that tell you?
1: You know, it's the best stick- part. You
2: want you want you want to laugh about something. Here's the best part. All of the jerseys, if you want to buy one at the Devil's Arena, the only jersey you could get is P.K. Subed. There is no other... We're not selling <laughs> blank ones or other players. If you go into our store, every single black Devil's jersey is just P.K. Subban.
1: <laughs> Why is that the case? Marketing, I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, if they stick with this whole jersey hat thing, if they come out with shoes... That just say shoe. Sneakerheads will love that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: I know. Sneakerheads, <laughs> like, Sleece
2: Report will be all over that. They'll be like, oh, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta promote this. <laughs> it's just, look, it's, it's fun. I'm having fun with the whole thing as well. I think it's great that the devil's social media team is getting a kick out of it as well. And we're all just kind of, but I think at the end of the day, we all do want to see them on the ice and see how they really look. And then I can make my final decision. I'm just like not on the fence about it. I like you guys probably saw the leaks like everybody else did when they first came out, right?
0: Yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. And how many, you know, you guys saw it. How many people from this network reached out to me and were like, Neil, please tell me this isn't real. Please <laughs> tell me this is not what we're looking at. And I'm like, don't know what to tell you. It was not my decision. I mean, Richie reached out to me. I think you guys did as well. And it was just oh my god. I was like. Was like, it was quite the no, chirp
0: fest on on the slack, that's for sure.
2: <laughs> oh, dude. It was just like even talking to Shane from from Since Tower, he was just like, What the hell was that? What are you doing? And I'm like, why does everybody think that I had something to do with this? I didn't ask for this. This is garbage. It was garbage. But,
0: you know what? I think though, to your point, I think on the ice they're gonna look pretty, pretty slick. You know, they're it's something look a lot
2: that, better on the ice, honestly.
0: Y- you know, you don't see that a lot. You don't you don't see an all black kit. Um, the, the, the Kings would be the closest thing that, and then obviously right. the, um, when the Blackhawks wore it in the Winter Classic, I was like, dude, these look sick as fuck. I mean, it, right. I, I liked it a lot. So,
2: yeah.
0: you know, hey, it, it it's gonna awesome. be a joke. And, you know, this is so NHL. This is just so NHL right now. Right. Right. <laughs> of
2: course. It's, it's just, it is what it is, you know, you just deal with it, you just deal, it. it's just another thing that people can make fun of Jersey about, so, you know, you just deal with it and you move forward, but, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens on December 8th, then that'll be the real test.
0: Absolutely, I'll mark it down on the calendar, we gotta check that game out, but, um, oh, yeah. hey man, I, we're, we're reaching the hour mark, I really appreciate you coming on and, and talking to us and letting us know about, uh, mm-hmm. the Devils and, and what to expect uh, again, we, we play him January second, Caps fans. So if you if you want to tune into that, um, maybe we'll have our we'll have our uh, act together and we could do like a joint live stream. We were talking about that in the pre interview, so that'd I'm be cool. The, I'm
2: all about doing that. Yeah, I'll watch along.
0: Um, and Blue I know you're doing that so a lot. Much fun. Yeah, and so so yeah. I mean, why don't you tell everybody where to find you and what you got going on? And you know, the floor is yours to promote because I know you got a lot of things to promote. You are you are you've got two books now. Is that right? I got three. I got three books. Three now. Three books. You're a madman, dude.
2: I know. I know. So you can follow us. Um, you can follow the Devil State of Mind podcast on Twitter at Devil State, on Instagram at Devil State of Mind, and like us on Facebook as well. You can follow me on my personal Twitter at T-H-E-N-V-P-S-H-O-W and also on Instagram at NVPQB11. You can also go check out my three books on Amazon, J-E-T-S, Pain, 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 which talks about the pain and suffering of being a New York Jets fan, Uh, Meet the Mets Mess, the R-E-G-R-E-T-S of New York Town, which talks about the regrets of being a New York Mets fan, and my latest one, my latest and greatest one which for you hockey fans you're gonna get a kick out of this one from maple leafs to maple laughs the torture and heartbreak of being a toronto maple leafs fan so you can go check out all of those books they are both available for hardcover and ebooks so go check those out on amazon just search my name neil Piano, and you will find all three of those books and you can also check me out on the Hockey Podcast Network YouTube channel where we do all of our live streams and other video content. I'll be doing more live watch alongs as the season progresses. Like, uh, like Hockey Troll just mentioned, potentially doing one with them down the road. We'll definitely be, uh, definitely be trying to do that 100%. And that's pretty much it. And, uh, thank you guys so much for having me on. Love talking to you guys. You guys are the best. And, uh, definitely looking forward to doing more stuff with you guys down the road
0: absolutely man hey thanks oh, a lot and, again
2: I'm going to find a way to come back in this fantasy hockey league and <laughs> kick your and kick both of your asses
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah already uh down one nothing to the caps Chirp boys me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah
0: yeah I'm having a bit of a i'm having a bit of a rough stretch after i traded three players to Polly for bertuzzi which has been I'm not sure <laughs> Polly how are my guys performing ill ill-advised Ill- Ill- trade or not
1: yeah, definitely. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I kept Verhage on the bench last night or two nights ago, yeah, because I thought the Caps would shut him down. He scored, but yeah. uh, you know, I think I got rid of Bertu- got rid of Bertuzzi at the right time.
0: You did, and I gave you Buchnevich and Eriksson Ek. So, Damn. like, yeah, I'm. I'm uh,
2: also. Can we just talk about how you know not just this year but last year? I think Shane has rigged this the whole league for himself because oh he's five and one. Yeah, like what Th- is this garbage? Like I don't understand. This is just like last year. He ha- he's he's having all of the all of the success so far.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like when Hockey Troll ran his league. He completely tailored the categories <laughs> so that it would be an Ovechkin friendly league. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, I have
2: Ovechkin. I would love that right now.
1: Well, you should love him anyway. He's he's hot. I, I do. Yeah, oh, dude,
2: he's he dominating. He's he's uh, he's he's literally carrying my team right now. <laughs> yeah. He's carrying my damn team. I'm just, I, I just have, I just have a lot of talent, but guys are just not scoring consistently.
0: Eventually, we're gonna have to put in like some sort of pride bet. Like, if you lose the league, you have to do something embarrassing on for the network. And if you win, like, everybody has to give you something or, I don't know, like, prime time interview spot just to come in and just, like, Ooh. brag about it or something on their podcast or something like you that.
2: Get, no, you get, you get everybody's money for the month. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if
0: yeah. You
1: get, if you win the league, you get everybody's money for the month. Yeah. Oof. So if, I think there's the, the best punishment I ever saw for fantasy was... The loser had to go to um, IHOP, and you had to eat <laughs> a pancake per hour, or you could do multiples. Wait. And the dude was recording himself, and he was there for like three hours. He was 12 pancakes deep, and he was just like, oh, this is so hard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous, ridiculous. We'll, we'll, we'll have oh to figure something God. out. For sure.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll
2: figure something out. One hundred percent.
0: Yeah, leave it to me to put those, um, you know, terrible vibes into people's. <laughs>
2: yeah, true. No, true. You'll come up. You'll come up with it. You'll come up with a great idea, and 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 everybody will be like, "That seems dangerous," but I kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, man. Well, we're gonna cut it here, Neil. Again, thanks a lot for coming, man, and um, good luck to New Jersey Devils. Good luck with everything that you're doing, Caps fans. Definitely give Neil a follow here. He's the man. Buy his book. Do all the stuff. All right? Follow the Devil state of Mind. But uh, until next time, Neil, man, you take care, okay?
2: Thanks, man. Thank you guys so much for having me. and
0: We'll talk soon. All right. See you later. Later. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Tour Podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me,
1: the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Poly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Pauly, on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok.
0: And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network, at HockeyPodNet on social, and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com, the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, Oh, we're not friends anymore.